Welcome to the Future Humans podcast with Gene Houston and Annalise Smitsman, the co-authors of the Future Humans trilogy. Hello there, I'm Gene Houston. Today we have the enormous pleasure of welcoming our very dear friends, Donna Eden and Dr. David Feinstein, the founders of Eden Methods. Now I've known Donna and David for decades. Uh, we figured out it's, it's close to 50 years <laughs> and they are truly the most remarkable pioneers for creating the new pathways in consciousness and with consciousness energy healing and energy healing psychology. I mean, they have actually built one of the world's largest and most vibrant organizations, teaching the hands-on use of energy medicine through the Eden Method. Their 1,600 and more certified practitioners are serving tens of thousands of clients and teaching hundreds of classes in the United States, Canada, Latin America, Europe, Asia, Australia. Their most recent book, The Energies of Love, became a New York Times bestseller. Now, something about Donna that most of you may not know, Donna has been able to clairvoyantly see the body energies her entire life. I mean, I think since she was a child, yes? And her abilities as a healer are legendary, as is her book, Energy Medicine. Dr. David is a pioneer in developing innovative therapeutic approaches, leading to nine national awards for his books on consciousness and healing. Anlus and I have been meeting with Donna and David almost every week online since November 2020, wasn't it? as we explored our common passions and concerns for the state of the world and the role of humanity. Clearly, everything needs an upgrade. <laughs> we, we've invited them to our podcast to make you all who are listening in, watching, are part of this. We want you to really participate in this, this extraordinary revolutionary and evolutionary discoveries. So you will be part now of the amazing conversations that have grown not just from our long friendship, but also our own consciousness and understanding. As David shared in one of our calls, the broader goal we share is to generate hope that the future human is indeed where evolution is heading, and to offer inspiration for steps one can take seriously and personally to help move it forward. So this brings me to my first question for you both, and perhaps you can respond to this first, Donna, and then David. I was part of your incredible, revolutionary, wildly original course <laughs> diamond inlay last year and you taught us that the diamond inlay is part of our human natural energy system our human natural energy system through which the universe is supporting you supporting us with new evolutionary patterns and through which you are in very specific ways of reaching back and responding, and I would say growing with the universe. And I think what you've been doing is giving us very specific evolutionary exercises for actually cultivating the development of this incredibly most important energetic structure, which I believe allows us to enter into the evolutionary process itself. And perhaps when we hope, and I think some of us know, helps us come closer to being the future humans that we are meant to be. For people who don't know much about this, can you help us understand 
what you mean by energy structures, and in particular, this diamond inlay, and when you first became aware of this? You know, I teach nine different energy systems of the main energy systems. And they have been evolving alongside us for thousands upon thousands of years. The diamond inlay and different geometrical structures are different. They tend, they, I see them as a part of consciousness expansion. They, they begin to light up and come alive and respond to the universe, respond to each other, respond to our souls when, when we expand in our consciousness. So, um, and I've seen that too, you can, you can, you can even create your own diamonds. If you feel like you're stuck and you're not moving forward in, in, in values or consciousness, or you can just begin to create a diamond in your field. And it literally will, will move from your soul out and move out to the universe. And from what everybody has told me, when they've created their own, when they didn't feel that they could do it with their mental capacity, they could do it with their energy. And and something began to happen. What One way to think about these energy structures, like if you had a magnet over your heart, a magnet that pulls in, say, iron filings, okay? A magnet pulls in. The diamond inlay is an energy structure, an energy that pulls in certain forms. And the forms that it pulls in are very interesting because they are forms that exist in the universe that pattern evolution. They pattern your next personal step, and they also pattern a larger social, cultural next step. So you bring it into yourself, and it becomes yours. It becomes your awareness. But most people don't know about it. Most people, it's, it's all happening beneath consciousness. And there, and part of what you do is you teach people how to bring it into consciousness and how to really cultivate that structure so it becomes stronger and a bigger part yes. of people's lives. Yes, thank you. Thank you. He said it well. <laughs> um, it's, it's important to know that there is a point of light in the nucleus of every single cell in our bodies. So just like David talking about the magnet attracting the the um, the filings, uh, this light in us literally attracts the light. And so it, it's very easy to begin to grow. It's in my classes, I just teach people how to start literally constructing a this construct of the diamond and lay it in your own field. Um, and again, all the other energy systems that we teach about that are really important, they're different though. We've always had them as a part of our evolution, like, like meridians and chakras and all of the others. This is different. This is this propels us into the future, and it cannot help but do that because it it is full of light, and, and the light picks up the universal light. Yes, so. <laughs> So, and it's it's not like Donna teaches people how to create it. It's already in you, but it's latent. And so yes. she's really bringing it into being so that it, it becomes part of your uh, life. And, and um, the class that she mentioned, uh, many of the participants have continued to meet and they report that they are feeling a new connection with their spiritual foundations with the universe of spiritual yes. foundations, that there's something larger than their consciousness that is affecting them. And maybe they already have practices and this wasn't new for them, but it strengthened it. It became a, a more concrete sort of relationship with spirit. 
I love that. <laughs> and this is this is close to my heart. You know, as, as you both know, we've been exploring this also in our weekly calls and with Jean and I um, have been writing about something similar in our second book of the Future Humans trilogy in Return of the Avatars. We've been calling it your avatar interface. So I have a sense that what you're talking about the diamond inlay may well be the same thing as what we're talking yes. about, you know, the avatar interface. We've also said, just as you're saying, it's already innately within you, it's latently there. And it's the capacity of your consciousness to be able to interface uh, also with higher orders of reality and higher orders of possibility. Uh, and indeed, precisely for our evolutionary becoming, for our you know, to in order to awaken these future potentials of the emerging uh, new era. So I, I think it's so exciting how you've both been able in, to help people now conceptualize this as part also of their own energetic architecture, uh, their own energy systems. And, yeah. you know, even... Yeah, thank yes. you. And yes. this, this becomes an opportunity to thank the two of you because yeah. Donna taught this course... <laughs> Um, more than a decade ago, and then from our Friday morning talks, it gave us courage to really say it without reservation, to really say how powerful <laughs> this is, because we didn't want to sound woo-woo, but, you know, after talking to the two of you, we didn't feel woo-woo at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not woo-woo. It's cool. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's it's and I've seen it. I've seen how it's you know how it's been working, and it's the same with this appetite interface. That when we understand, and that's indeed you're right. It's not like a chakra. You know, the people are used to the chakras, these vortexes, but yes. This because of the interfacing capacity. This is a communicative capacity. For and as you just pointed out, David, a bit about how it helps to pattern these evolutionary potentials yeah. and capacities. I think this is what's so important because it's this new patterning that allows for new perspectives, new understanding, new behaviors. So just yeah. to to build a bit more on on that as well. Um, you know, we are in a time of so many challenges right now. And a, and a lot of people, yeah, <laughs> every time everything, the world is going, you know, we're recovering from yes. one crisis and there is the other and then there is the, you know, the, yes. the next one. Yes. And there's a lot of stress for people because there's a lot of also uncertainty, a lot of anxiety and, and a lot of shock. Now, here also, we believe that your systems of the energy medicine, energy psychology is really important right now. Um, even we, we had this conversation also when COVID was speaking, how in the ways that you were working, it was also giving people a sense of hope and trust that there are things they can do with their own body directly to also improve their immune systems, to improve their healing capacities, but also to, to improve their mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And, and you said this in a beautiful way that when the nervous system um, and your, you know, your energy, your body's energies are balanced, then the light within can shine brighter in a healthier body and a healthier mind uh, and also bring the soul forth, right? So Donna, I'd love for you to respond to this first and enlighten us a bit more and then David. <laughs> uh, yes, it's true. I mean, when the energies are balanced in your body, first of all, you know it. You feel alive and happy and clear and your brain works well and everything is it, it is an amazing thing. And it also um, it allows for these for for it could be more than one. It could be several diamonds coming forth. I mean, I've seen around people sometimes with just glowing. And I think that's what makes their auras shine so much when this when this glow of the diamond happens, but it, I believe in the future that I, let's see, I believe that this is so important at this time in our lives that, um, that the universe is really reaching to us as well. You know, it's, it's like, 
we it takes about a million years to evolve in and we don't have another million years to get it together in it's got to be now and i and it it's very thrilling to me to see this energy coming in and allowing for people to if they can't even follow it with their minds their energy feels good and something is begins to move forth and their their uh consciousness does expand and um so one of the really talking about evolution one of the things that donna says often from the stage is need to teach triple warmer to evolve yes now what that means is triple warmer is a meridian it also serves as a radiant circuit but it's a meridian that governs the fight flight or freeze response and it go you know we it it helped us survive as a species we needed it we needed to know how to not need to think when the saber tooth tiger steps into the cave you need to just react you know, react you need to run or find some or get a pick up a club or or, <laughs> or hide and freeze but that now we go into that same and and there's a cost to that to the body it, you know it sends cortisol and hormones throughout your body there's, there's a real cost to that but we get go into fight or flight when we're driving along and the traffic slows up and we're late for where we're going and we're in fight or flight and so evolving your triple warmer is really teaching your triple warmer to not go into that fight or flight response when you're in normal everyday stresses so that you can use your thinking mind you can use your frontal cortex to figure out you know am i going to call the people to tell them i'm running late am i going to take a detour you can figure it out yeah i just want to say um one of the things that happens because this triple warmer energy i it probably kept us alive as a species but now it must evolve and i do think that this diamond inlay is helping it like i cannot tell you how many times now people have told me that when they were in a stressed place and suddenly they could just link to this diamond out in front of them and and everything changed it's like it, they they were fed with an energy that all was safe. They were safe. Everybody is safe. And they just could relax. I believe the diamond inlay is literally giving information to triple warmer to relax and let go and evolve so that we don't have those reactions in life. So that a leader of a country doesn't start a war because he was simply reacting. You know, it's like it, it is amazing to, to see it on every level, not just out in traffic, yeah, but a leader of a country. So uh, the parasympathetic nervous system, uh, one of the main nerves is the vagus nerve. And triple warmer uh, and the vagus nerve act in consort together, but the triple warmer usually wins. And one of the things that the diamond inlay does is it'll, it begins to work on the vagus nerve and relax the body so that it feels safe. When we feel safe, change occurs. And so, um, so it's really, really important. I think the most important thing in the world right now is for Triple Warmer to evolve, to know that it is safe, that we're not, we're, we're not being um, threatened by everything that comes along, that we are safe. And, um, and beyond Diamond Inlay and Triple Warmer, Donna works with nine major energy systems. And so to go back to your question of what can we do to work with our energies so that we can stay sane in a crazy world, uh, that each of those systems can go out of balance. And what, what Eden Method does is assess which is out of balance and then how to quickly get it back into balance. And sometimes it, you know, the, Triple warmer may be keeping spleen meridian from getting into balance. So, you, so it's a little comp, more complex than just follow the steps one, two, three, four, five. But you can assess it. And when that happens, when it gets back into balance, then you have all your marbles. Then, <laughs> then you are able to, it's, it's like, um, like static 
that interferes with a broadcast, that the broadcast of your inner wisdom is being interfered with by the energies being out of balance. So Eden Method is a complete system for helping people to get into balance and stay in balance. And that has implications for how they feel, but it also has great implications for their health because when a, when you know kidney meridian is out of balance for a decade, the kidney begins to get ill. And that's the, so the whole body's functioning as well as your mental health depends on really keeping these systems in a good balance and harmony and flow. And that's what your work's all about. Thank this you. This is not only so fascinating, uh, this conversation from a wealth of conversations I've had with great souls over 50 years, 60 years. Uh, this is probably the most important conversation I think that I've ever participated in. Uh, not only do you have done, both of you have done extensive work on the uses of energy psychology and the diamond inlay to heal trauma, but to change those incredible deep programs and patterns that hold us back from our greatest self, which is absolutely required in our time if we're not going to continue to destroy the earth. Yes. And, and, and many species, of which not the least of which is our own. Yes. Now, I want to talk to you more about your unique understanding of energy psychology as an evolutionary <coughs> process. In particular, how to apply all of this to healing personal and collective trauma personal and collective trauma, which is what we're in right now. It's just like what often happened yes. in history prior to renaissances and renewals. You had these terrible pandemics and total social breakdowns, which is where we are now. Uh, as you know, a little bit from my own work, which has been, to put it very simply, the possible human and the possible society. And they are both deeply related to each other and the reason we have seen very little in the evolution of the possible society, we see a lot of the possible technology, you know, but not the possible society, yeah. is because of these formidable lax losses, diseases in our body, mind, psyche, collectively, collectively. Now, everything that you're saying to me suggests that what happens in the diamond inlay and the rest of your work, so much of your work, actualizes or reactivates the evolutionary potential and the evolutionary cycle. Yes, yes. Uh, in such a way that it may be one of the few redeeming forces that is available today. I mean, I'm aware of a lot that's going on uh, both above and beneath the surface of consciousness. But I know that yours is the only form that I know of that can actually be the difference that makes the difference in this world and time. I feel very strongly about that. And I also feel that this has got to move out into world and time as, the, as a very major construct of our survival. Otherwise, we're out of here in about 100 years. So there'll be 10 million of us left and we will look terrible and be worse. <laughs> no. so, I, I, mean, I, I am so deeply, deeply moved. I also know that people are looking to spiritual answers, but most of the spiritual answers are not ultimately grounded in psychophysical, psychospiritual, psychohistorical activation of the unfolding of the human engender, human agenda to one of truth and possibility. I want to know your thoughts about this. Your thoughts. I mean, people say we leave it to God or we, 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 we meditate. And these are all good processes, but they are not what I would call jump time 
processes. We are in jump time where suddenly all that was isn't anymore and all that has to come to be is not quite yet. Yes. And I would like you to reflect on this with me about the ways and means that this can be incorporated into the cultural need, the cross-cultural need, so that we may save ourselves, our earth, and our time. That's how important it is. Yes. You know, Jean, I, I agree so much with what you're saying. I believe that, first of all, energy is the language our bodies speak. And it is the language beyond our bodies. It, it is a language that nobody's been taught to speak. And it is it changes everything when you're in touch with that. And um, and 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 the. And the diamond inlay is a part of it. It is the it, it is it is the lantern, the light of, uh, and it's. Uh, let me show something. Okay, I'm going to describe it. Um, one of the things I teach people to do in our classes is energy test because it is not a muscle test. It's just testing the energy. Is it flowing as it needs to, so that you can stay healthy and vital? And um, so I'm going to I'm going to just. And what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm holding David's arm out and pushing it towards the wrist down. And he's pushing up and he's strong. So I'm going to say, just bring to mind something that bothers you. Don't tell us what it is. Just bring it to mind. And now I've got one finger. Now hold with all your might, David. It takes just bringing stress to mind uh, wipes your energy out. And, um, and But have you ever seen anybody throw your hand to the forehead? You know, I always think of these as the, oh, my God, points. Oh, my God. You know, and we do that organically. David, I just want you to hold your hand to your forehead. And and what and the body is so brilliant. It knows precisely what to do. The energies respond to us constantly. And with and your hands are electromagnetic. So is the blood in your body. So when you get stressed, the blood leaves your forebrain to go into your body for the fight or flight or freeze response. And so you have no blood in your brains any anymore to even think your way through things. But if you put your hand up to your forehead, when you're really stressed out, you will draw the blood back up into your forebrain so you can think again. Now, we don't know how bad his stress was, and maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe he needs more, but we'll see. Think of the same stress. What you do is... So I see strong. Yeah, he's very strong this time. You can train your body to be strong in the middle of stress, in the middle of fear. You can, you can lift yourself up out of fear. You can do all of these things. And the next step after all of the ways of working with the energies in your body, truly the next step is, I would say, two things. Something I call the assemblage point and the diamond inlay. And the diamond is takes you out of yourself your energies begin to speak with the universe um, you, you feel more at one with nature more at one with other people you don't feel a reactive uh, response to people or things um, and and I think that every government in this world <laughs> needs to learn energy they need it so radically uh, and I wish I could go over and <laughs> it's spiritual teachers. It's it's teachers themselves, you know, for our children. If they, our children, yeah. you know, get this early in life, just think yes. of what the, you know, what the world will be by the time they're adults. That's right. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yes. Nothing more important than everything you're saying, frankly. Yeah. 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 So, Jean, in terms of what you were saying before, even though it's very flattering to hear. Um, and I know that in our private discussion, it's going to mean that we're, we're, you're going to outline for us another big agenda to put on our plate. Um, the, much of what Donna teaches. Your world shifters, whether you like it or not. So you have to hear it. <laughs> but, but, but what you're talking about, what Donna's bringing is a technology. And part of the technology has been around for, thousands of years, acupuncture 
that whole system, it's been not really developed in the West. But what's new is that we're combining it now with scientific understanding. And so that's what what gives it a whole different way of uh, a a whole different power and a whole different um, impact. And what you mentioned energy psychology before. And if I can, I'd like to speak about that because energy psychology is a part of energy medicine. It's not separate from it, but it's a part that focuses in on consciousness. It's a part that focuses in very specifically on how the mind works. And it and what happens is that by tapping on acupuncture points, that you are sending signals to different parts of the brain. And some of these signals activate the thinking part of the brain, help you be more logical, help you cope with stress better. Others of these signals reduce activation in the primitive parts of the brain so that when you're under threat, it reduces it. So that's, so, so it's almost, I think as like knowing these acupuncture points is something like playing a keyboard. You play, you hit this key and something happens, you get a sound, you hit this key, something else happens and you can really make a symphony out of, those keys, a symphony of transformation, a symphony of, of, of really bringing out the best in the person. And that's, that's what excites it for me so much because it's, it's not just acupressure or acupuncture points. It's combining that with our understanding, our modern understanding of cognitive psychology and how the mind works so that we can get very precise in how we help people to overcome trauma, how we help people to really evoke their possible human, in your words, to really bring that out, to see where it's blocked. And that's that's what excites me the most. And um, I, we, we, Don and I right now are writing a book on this, on tapping with Sounds True, our, our dear friend, Tammy Simon and Turk Company. And and we are right now in chapter four. And chapter four is the chapter about anxiety. And we were writing this while we had COVID, while we were getting all these reports of environmental devastation, fires, floods, all of that, and watching the governments in the world really not being able to manage the communities, the societies that they're in charge of. So we're watching all of that and writing about anxiety. And that was hard enough. And then Russia invades Ukraine. And suddenly we're having these images cast before us every day of unspeakable horrors. And we have this threat of nuclear war facing us once again. So all of this, and frankly, the response we had to that was to get frozen. <laughs> we had writer's block for months. We, chapter four <laughs> has just extended because we haven't known what to do about it. And so we started to say, well, you know, it's true that how, what is, why is it that we don't have answers? And we realized it's because nobody has answers. Nobody knows what to do with what's going on. And so we started to say, well, that's our dilemma right now. Can we use the tools that we're teaching people to really begin to deal with that dilemma? And we realized that, yeah, we we can't tap world problems away, but there's a lot that we can do to live more effectively in a universe where the challenges are beyond our comprehension, are beyond our problem-solving ability. How do you navigate your way? And we realize, well, we're not, who are we to tell people how to think about these threats, how to manage their anxiety about it if we can't help ourselves? So that's that was our project, was to figure out how to help ourselves with this. And we came up with seven areas where we can make a difference. What I'm going to ask you to do is to repeat these as I say them. And um, 
cap on these triple warmer points. You lay your hand right in the middle of your chest over your heart chakra. And then, and the point is on the outside of the hand in between the ridges, between the fourth and fifth fingers. And you just tap there with a steady beat. Breathe and tap. As you say, those words are similar words that would fit you. I'm going to say it and then you repeat it, okay? Even though I can't control my destiny or the destiny of humanity. Even though I can't control my destiny or the destiny of humanity. I choose to recognize, marvel at, and surrender to the fundamental uncertainty woven into existence. I choose to recognize, marvel at, and surrender to the fundamental uncertainty woven into existence. Coming back to the diamond inlay, then if the diamond inlay accelerates that evolutionary, the new patterning and tells the body-mind system to relax and to ease, um, it sounds to me then that exactly what you were saying in the combination of both the diamond inlay and you also talked about uh, the tapping, um, that instead of having to respond to, with, to uncertainty with anxiety and stress, we can then have a new evolutionary response. Now, help us feel right now what that new evolutionary response will be. So if you're not responding from anxiety, so if uncertainty does not cause anxiety, what would be the kind of way that we would experience uncertainty then? Well, well, one of the ways that I... I know that people would experience in the future, the future human. Yes. And um, it, it, it happens in me now and it happens in others. I see it. There's just a, a sense of safety in your field. You're, there's a sense of safety. So you don't have to go, ah, you know, you don't have to go into that anxious place. And, you're, and the mind stays clear. So you could even think of new ways or you could for me I just automatically go into some energy technique that clears everything real fast the problem is that for most people anxiety comes up when there when there really is nothing they could do and you know it's not it's not a part of of it's a fight fight, yeah, fight flight or freeze response and we can neither fight flee or free you know it's like be conscious that right on the, uh, in your heart chakra somewhere in there in that place behind your heart chakra your your soul a big part of your soul exists and 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 if you go straight out from there about an arm's length straight there out. is yes there is something called take both hands and go straight out yeah yeah Right there, cupped in your hands, is something called an assemblage point. I didn't give it that name, but it turns out to be a good name. Carlos Castaneda talked about it a lot because it is, it is uh, like a cup, like a cup, yes, like that, or, or like a like a, a, a bowl, a, okay. like a ball in there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and. <laughs> And inside there is something, this assemblage point assembles, assembles together all of who you are, all your values, all your popularity, all your, uh, your love, all your seeing, all your everything. All my dogs. All your dogs, yeah. All of it is there. And why the diamond inlay is so valuable is that it will sit, there's always one that can sit right beyond the assemblage point and send it out to the world. And, and so, but the more you're conscious of that amazing, massive light, it's like your Northern star, you know, the North star will take you the next step. Um, it's, it, it, it can start to grow on you and you can start to get it more and more and more. If you bring your awareness that, and maybe you will begin to feel it here, this this will feel your soul, soul coming out in this energy, this amazing energy between your soul, your heart, and this assemblage point. And then right after that is the diamond comes and sprays it around the universe. 
And it's like uh, the time will come where you'll just be walking or moving through the house and you'll feel that connection. It's a, an amazing connection that then can be sprayed around the universe. So when you, it's a sandwich point that's out here, a little ball that's about two and a half feet in front of your heart. It is like your North Star. It pulls you towards it. You're yeah. always pulling towards it. It pulls you towards it. It is, is wise. It is your highest calling. Is yeah. right there in that energy that's right there. And there's a two-way street. So it's pulling you forward. But because the diamond inlay is at the edge of it, the diamond inlay goes in both directions. Diamond Inley brings information from the universe, but it also sends your highest into the universe. So that's what Donna was really encouraging you to do is to focus on this, this assemblage point and send it out, send the energy outward. So all, all that you are, all that you are is, is in that little ball of energy. So what's really interesting, again, bringing it back to also the Cosmic Compass game in Return of the Avatars, that Rose is discovering with her nephew, Olaf. So when they're wearing the Avatar suits, they are wearing their Cosmic Compass and the blue pearl, <laughs> this little button that activate is sitting exactly there. So it's like they're touching that <laughs> on the Avatar suit. And when they touch that and they touch the blue pearl, what happens in the game is they start almost like energy wires. They start to see how everything is connected. And when they touch those wires, it assembles yeah. information exactly as she was saying. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, David, many people feel something calling them. They know that they have next steps to take, not just in their own life, but ways of being productive, creative, and healing of our society itself. But there is a block there. And they also feel, or they may even say, oh, dear God, please open me up. Please help me to know. And then there's already anxiety in the asking and nothing much happens. How to transcend how to release that anxiety so that there is a free flow between themselves and, dare I say, their higher destiny. Yes, I think that is um, really encapsulated in the serenity prayer um, that, you know, God, give me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference that that it's just right there that people often get caught is that they want to change things that they really can't change. And that stifles them. That just paralyzes them. Yet, if you can really free yourself from the anxiety that surrounds that question, then you're able to recognize the things that you can change, mm -hmm. that you're able, that you, you don't need to surrender to the hopelessness of it all, that by recognizing that there are ways I can make a difference in this situation, that opens the doors of perception of what is possible for you. And that's a place where tapping really can help a lot because it can reduce that anxiety around the question and really focus on attuning yourself to the possibilities in the situation. Here is how I can make a difference. Here is how I, David, can make a difference. Here's how I, Gene, can make a difference. There's things I, I can't I can't solve the whole giant problem of the universe. That's God's problem. Okay, but I can do my little part here. It is a fairly big part your yourself. And it's tapping at that time to do that yeah. okay yes it's yeah. yeah there's there's what we call the um basic tapping protocol and it's got 10 tapping points that we work with and we you can you know you can really um very quickly shift these kinds of concerns the energy around them you're talking about the 10 points yes Sorry, just quickly go through them again I just want okay, so the 10 points that we teach in our book, there's different 
uh, tapping practitioners choose different points, but the ones we use are on the inside of the eyebrows, on the outside of the eyes, under the eyes. <clears throat> then we jump down to the K27 points, which are right on the collarbone. Then below that, the heart chakra. And then you can tap right on the side of your body. Yeah. And then you go down to the side. point on the sides of the legs, right in between the knee and the hip. And then finally tap right on the top of the head is the final one, mm -hmm. the 10th point. Yeah. So those are the points, and you do those along with wording. That that's where the cognitive psychology part comes in, is that the wording really is attuned to where you have maybe cognitive distortions or where your hopes are higher than what's possible. So you're tapping on bringing more, bringing what we call the mental model so that your life is about adjusting our mental models. That's what evolution of consciousness so, is. So the, the final question that we'd love to ask you is for, for both of you and just see who wants to share first. What does it mean for you to walk the path of our future human potential? What does it mean for you to be a future human? Oh, well, I, my hopes are, <laughs> and I believe it will be, that uh, humans will be able to feel empowered with, for their own healing, their own vitality, their own uh, um, confidence in the world, and, and, and they will be able to hear the language their body is speaking and be able to do something about it. And, uh, and yeah, be able to take care of themselves and their families or whomever they want. And, and it will be, and having that kind of uh, sense of empowerment, I think changes everything. You just feel like all is possible when you are empowered in that good way. And, and, it, and for those people in the world who enjoy power over instead of power with, it changes when they are truly empowered. They don't want power over others. So I think that no one has really mapped that better than the two of you in your trilogy. Yeah. The first two books of the trilogy <laughs> yeah. are already written and they really lay it out. Yes. One of the qualities that I think the future human will have is a more direct contact with information that is beyond them, beyond the ego, that there is, the universe speaks to us, but we often don't hear it. We don't know how to hear it. Um, we, we know what it's like through mystical experiences. We know what it's like through um, certain psychedelic experiences, but it's not part of everyday life for most people. And so that, I think, is a capacity that is developing. And um, one, one of the um, really important insights that um, I know is a very good friend of both of you, uh, Irvin Laszlo, who I became a fan of his in the 70s. And he, he really talks about how the, our genome, our basic genetic structure has not changed for at least 200,000 years. Yet, with those same genes, we now are able to think analytically, to um, really, really do things with our minds that weren't being done 200,000 years ago, yet the genes were there to do it. So how did the genes get there? Because they couldn't have gotten there because of natural selection, because nobody was Think, was doing self-reflective thinking 200,000 years ago from what we know of history. So how does that happen? So, so to have faith that encoded in us is this future human that is able to have that connection with the larger story. And I think that the most, um, most obvious for, for the society that the future human is going to integrate the highest of the female principle 
of creation with the highest of the male principle of creation. So you're going to yes. have in one person creativity and nurturance and yes. compassion along with a fierceness to protect. And those those combinations, the the um, the confidence of, of the male without arrogance, the uh, all of that <laughs> is going to be in one future human. And I think that um, there will still be men and women, and there'll be differences, but that there'll be a, a fundamental connecting of the principles of the feminine and the male in each of us so that's my hope yeah plus in our society um females will definitely be equal at least at least there will be equity between male and females because of what you just said yeah that's really really yes that that that's the, the future evolution of humankind <laughs> what you speak of in this time where there is great paradox about the, the genders and what is gender. How do we engender a, a transformative understanding of our genes and what we can do with the immense capacities that are built into us regardless of what our gender is? We are filled with all kinds of possibilities all kinds of profoundly new ways of reconsidering who and what we are as human beings. And above all, we are filled with the evolutionary potencies that carry us into the next phases. Yes. And that is the perfect completion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, yes, we want to say thank you to you both. We're so glad you, you are writing your books and it's so important and getting out to the world more and more and doing these podcasts is so valuable, I think, for people to get it. Thank you both so much for everything you are always sharing with us of yourself, of how we're living into the questions together, of all of your wisdom and your insights. And you know, yeah. <laughs>